Hello everybody, my name is Eric Mercier. I am co-owner of Juice Imports, and uh, today we're gonna record a little uh, podcast with a, a new friend of ours, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> how about you introduce yourself and let us know what you do. I am, my name, oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailing I, it so far. Oh, so far so good. Um, my name is Samantha Savage-Smith. I am a, I guess you'd say I'm a songwriter, a musician, based out of Calgary, Alberta. And just, you know, making the tunes, singing them, playing them, playing them all over the place, making records, that kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think you're genuinely the musician that I've seen perform the most ever. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that like Sun Glaciers is probably in second place. Yeah. Uh, just because they're always like down the street for some weird reason. <laughs> they're, uh, they're playing, they play lots. Yeah, yeah they, they play a lot. Um, yeah. So this is this is such a treat to have you here. Also, uh, the other weird connection. There's going to be a lot of weird connections today because I, I feel like we're we're like one degree separated in so many ways. Uh, about I don't know, ten maybe eleven years ago back when I thought that I could make music as well too. Uh, I, I played at this thing called Lobster Fest and you also played at this Lobster Fest. And that's the first time I ever uh, saw you perform. It was like outdoors at the farmer's market that's now sort of like torn down. Uh, this was like- Really? Um, yeah, this was like a million years ago. Lobster uh, Fest in Calgary? It was a Lobster Fest in Calgary, yeah. It was like literally just a bunch of picnic tables in a parking lot, something along those lines. What? Uh, anyways, this is well, my. I must have blocked it out. Yeah, it's, you probably should have. <laughs> frankly, it, it's uh, lobster racing countries. Maybe a traumatic experience. Um, Whoa. Okay, where was it? Uh, it was at that uh, Calgary Farmers Market that was on, uh, like, right off of McLeod. Um, it was like, not like the, uh, where the curry bear, like not where that. Old. No, oh. no, no. Uh, it's like kind of just south of Chinook, uh, I suppose. Uh, I know it's okay. super random. I, I don't know why I remember this either, but uh, are you sure? I, yeah, I'm absolutely <laughs> I'm positive. Zero. Okay, well, I'm that's absolutely positive. fascinating. I had no idea. <laughs> Anyways, I'll, I'll, find, I'll find it on the internet somewhere. Okay. I'm sure it still exists as like a Facebook post <laughs> like, or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I did play a lobster fest in Calgary. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. it was, yeah, it was ridiculous, whatever it was. <laughs> that's so funny. What were you playing in? Uh, I was just doing the the singer songwriter, okay. strumming on a guitar and singing folky tunes Jeez. back then. I think so. I yeah, man. Yeah. Good, okay. Good times. All right. Well, I want to hear more connections. This is already blowing oh, yeah. my mind. It's, it's, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there slowly and surely for sure. Um, cool. So the first thing I, I want to ask is is when did you start playing music and uh, how did that extend into you doing this professionally? What was sort of the that process look like? Mm -hmm. I'd say it came in up in parts. Uh, like, I learned to play guitar pretty young. I guess I, yeah, like maybe I was like 12. That's when I started futzing around on those guitar strings. And then uh, I was also, was I was really, like, just there were two separate things. Like, I uh, really wanted to sing um, jazz. Like, I just, I love jazz. Like, the Neo Day and... Billy Holiday and all, my mom had all these little Verve CDs and I was like, just would like write down all the lyrics and then privately sing jazz when no one was home. Nice. Then I asked to like go into lessons and then I don't think my mom even ever heard me sing. And then actually she was talking about this the other week, but <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to sing you a song. And she's like, where, where did this come from? <laughs> so that was kind of the fun of it. But I was also like a total like theater, like drama nerd in mm. high school. So, and I was always like, 
doing musicals or, you know, singing at the talent shows. And then I don't know how it happened, really. I just, like, I I would say, really, ultimately, the reason why it became, like, turned into a professional career, I was always writing songs since high school. In my early 20s, when I was living in Vancouver, I was still writing tunes and never played any shows or anything. I maybe played one, like, I wasn't, you know, not an established artist in the slightest, but uh, I came back to Calgary and then I just recorded a couple like really rough demos with a friend of mine and the only person that was left in Calgary when I moved back so I like came back to a new city with no friends um but yeah and then uh it just the Laurie Mastin I don't he's he's a producer in town he heard it and then next thing you know just getting in contact and like hey let's make let's make your record and I was like okay and then oh <laughs> yeah, I went from there and then yeah I just sort of Turn into a thing from there. That's unreal. <laughs> cool. <Nice. laughs> I, I mean, I'm very grateful for the, uh, you know, just uh, for all those like people like Laura and stuff that were kind of my my liaisons and too. I was very green. I had no idea what the heck to do or how you do anything. And luckily, because of these people who are old pros, were just like, yeah, this is how you do it. And then, you know, tours, booking agents, this that. Royalties. I don't know what the heck a royalty was. So you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I still. I mean, I do it in many other uh, different capacities now. Like, I, you know, I do. Like, I kind of took a bit of, not an intentional hiatus. I would say from making my like most recent record. Mm-hmm. But there was a bit of a break because it was just a busy few years of like because I was playing guitar and bass in other people's bands and totally. touring and other projects. So. You know, it does take, but I mean, I really do enjoy like, being like a hired gun and just like jamming out in other people's tunes. It's For really sure. nice to just take a back seat. It's kind of where I like to be, but. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it was, what, six years between it was, albums? It was seven years. Seven so years, I did 2015 yeah. and then I re- released uh, Fake Night, or, you know, it was, it was called Fake Night <laughs> Uh, yeah, last year. So that was seven years. Um, oh, I mean, in all fairness, it would have been a bit earlier, but the pandemic thing happened. For so, sure. And Absolutely. I, it was ready to go for 2020. And then it was like, boop. Yeah. <laughs> and I had friends that released in 2020 and I'm like, I'm sorry, that sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, getting that, a tour and yeah, stuff like exactly. That. Yeah. And it's like, and then it's all that momentum gets killed. And as much as like, I think musicians really did try to find creative ways to do stuff during the pandemic. It was like, I think in, you know, in all scale, all levels, all scales of the type of bands and you know, known or successful you are, I think it actually, everybody in many ways took a hit from that. So it's like right now, I think everyone's just trying to figure out and build that momentum back up again. And For like, sure. And to sort of navigate, because things are very different now too, hitting the road. It's not mm-hmm. the same as it used to be. So, yeah. And, like, so many venues have closed and even trying to book tours, like, you're just, like, all your contacts are gone. Yeah. It's, like, it's just everything. It's just all completely new. So you kind of feel like you're starting from scratch again. I know, it's weird. Totally. <laughs> what is, what is like, attendance like? Uh, post? Yeah, this? yeah. D- drink some wine. What that's are we drinking? White rabbit? Oh I know. God. I know that you have a rabbit. I'm kind of obsessed with the rabbit. Oh, my God. Uh, I have two rabbits. You have two rabbits. But there is uh, the star rabbit, Chester. Yeah. He's yeah. the very good boy. <laughs> And then I have the very grumpy uh, younger uh, mm. rabbit, Naughty Dottie. Yeah. She's great, though. I love her to death, but she's yeah. not Naughty Dottie. Just a little grumpier. <laughs> she's yeah. just a grumpy gal. She's yeah. just 
thumps at you all the time. I was sleeping on my back, and, like, in the middle of the night, she just... She's, she's kind of a heavy rabbit. Like, yeah. she's, she's thick. Like, you know, I just, she's my chunky monkey. Yeah. <laughs> but, she, but she, like, jumped right on my chest in the middle of my... In the night, and I was having a crazy dream, and I just, like, woke up and, like, gasped, but she's, like, heavy, so she, like comes up and then just like totally just piled us <laughs> into my chest oh, and I like thought goodness. I was having a heart attack. You're just being attacked by a rabbit. Yeah, I was being attacked by a rabbit at yeah. four o'clock in the morning. It's cool. It's very cool. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, I'm going to have a sip, sip of this white yeah. rabbit. This one's to you, Chester. Yeah. My rabbit. <laughs> Um, yeah, this particular wine, this is made, um, by some friend of our, friends of ours in France, um, Gerard and Pauline, um, they're in, um, they're in the Jura in France, this amazing area that's sort of kind of getting the closer to the border of, um, like France and Switzerland. Uh, so you're sort of in the foothills of the Alps here, um, basically leading up to where the Alps are, um, but this uh, particular wine actually comes from even further up those foothills, almost in the mountains, uh, in an area called Savoie. Um, they lost like 95% of their grapes in 2021 due to uh, like crazy frost, crazy hail, mm. stuff like that. Uh, and so they had a bunch of friends from all over France help them out by selling them some of their grapes. Uh, and so they made sort of these like... Uh, I don't know, like you can kind of almost consider it like a cover song, like where they're like, uh -huh. I'm going to make a wine like your wine, but like using my own vibe. Yeah. Uh, and so these are grapes from like the neighboring region grown by a really good friend of theirs. Um, and this is a, a grape variety called Jacquer that tends to be quite fresh, but the way that they made it is a little bit fuller bodied, a little bit richer, a little yeah. bit softer. It's really nice. Um, yeah, kind of spicy. Totally. Definitely spicy, spicy on the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> almost kind of like, yeah, a little like white pepper kind yeah, of Yeah. It just like lingers right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like so. it. Well, Are that's you, also very sweet. I like that it's like everyone like pulled their weight and we're like, we'll help you out. We'll help you out. We're totally. sorry about your grapes. Here's our grapes. Yeah. Keep on making it. Yeah, absolutely. Keep the dream alive. Yeah. No, they that's, certainly are. It tastes even better now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a... Uh, there's sort of that emotional aspect to wine where it's like when you understand how it's made, you can kind of have that deeper connection with it. When you yeah. understand that there's like a farmer on the other side of this bottle that's actually out there in the fields, like working their butt off all the time. Yeah. And that they can only make it once a year. It's not like beer where you can just like buy more grains and just keep making just beer whenever. Keep doing it. It's like yeah. you got one shot. And if the weather sucks, then you'll yeah. be screwed. So it's. Uh, I was going to, I'm like, is this, I'm glad you told me it was like, weather based because I was like was it just you're like their crop was destroyed and I like looking at the rabbit and I was like did rabbits destroy their crop because <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it past them <laughs> totally yeah rabbits can be a problem rabbits actually eat like baby vines they find baby vines oh, very tasty yeah. and so if you ever go to a vineyard and there's a bunch of like milk cartons in the vineyard it's because they literally put like milk cartons around the baby vines so that the rabbits can't get to them it's like super random it's like everywhere in the world it's always just these like hilarious little milk cartons <laughs> It's just the way that they reuse milk cartons, I suppose. Like, so. This will stop them. Yeah. These, I don't know. There's a will, rabbits. there's a way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> believe me. They definitely do their best. Yeah. But. Anything fresh, all the fresh greens, baby greens, they'll go for it. And also totally. my, my rabbits are like, go bonkers for grapes anyway. So it's like. Oh, yeah? yeah they, they can Ooh. eat grapes. And they're nice. Like, well, they yeah, I have a friend minds. with a rabbit and I always definitely bring like uh 
like carrot tops and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like you know beet tops like anything yeah. like that they're just tops of anything really totally. they're like yes. just like crunching away <laughs> yes. so happy, happy. yeah for they're sure the best. <laughs> yeah yeah we could I literally agree. just sit and talk about rabbits this whole time <laughs> yeah i think that's what we're changing the podcast theme to <laughs> like rabbits <laughs> rabbits and wine <laughs> yeah exactly um chester loves anytime i do have wine um you know, he's not allowed to have any. He's too young. But uh, he, he loves to – he every time I have a glass of wine, he's like, oh, it has to get his nose in there. He loves totally. sniffing, sniffing wine. He yeah, never, like, can... wants to drink it, but he, like, likes to smell it. Yeah. He's very curious about it. So Interesting. Maybe he's huh. a fancy guy. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's, like, any documented evidence of, uh, of like – rabbits eating fermented fruit to get drunk the same way that like chimpanzees will like intentionally not eat fresh bananas they'll like wait for the bananas to start fermenting so they can get kind of wasted really uh, oh yeah there's I like a bunch of that. animals that do that i wonder i heard that yeah. was like um i had a laugh because koala bears apparently eucalyptus for because co- that's their it's main- like yeah it's like poisonous to them or whatever well yeah it kind of their bodies react to the it, like much like we do with marijuana Totally. So, so they're, they're like, the they're just stoned all the time Amazing. and they're just sleeping and like eating and like snuggling up How together How have they trees. survived for so right? long? But I'm also like, that's maybe why they've survived for so long. <laughs> they're living the chillest life. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. As we're seeing right now. But they also get in- like, like, what is it? They get... Is it chlamydia? Chlamydia. chlamydia? Yeah, yeah. And like, so the they're chlamydia just like pandemic. STD. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like stoned, uh, like just being ravaged by an STD. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, koala bears are like maybe the funniest animal. Oh, they're <laughs> up there on the list for yeah. sure. Just a disaster species. It's, <laughs> totally. yeah. You're so cute. <laughs> totally. And again, like living the good life comparatively. Like we, we've shown that all this technology actually just makes you way more miserable. So it's like <laughs> it's if we could just be like stone koalas in yeah. a tree and just. Just tune on our eucalyptus, yeah, quote unquote. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. I think we'd maybe all be a little yeah, tiny bit happier. Totally. For sure. I think there's a lot of things grown in the wild that make us pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So digressing back okay. to, to, to the wine and music thing. Okay. So. I'm not sure if I've ever talked about it on this podcast before, but my first introduction into wine um, was I started a, uh, like a Tumblr blog back in the day that was called Grapes and Vinyl. And the whole idea was that I didn't really have like the lexicon to speak about wine. There's so many specific wine terms. It feels really hard to get into, um, really pretentious in some ways. Mm -hmm. And so me coming from a music background, my big thing was like, can I use the words that are used to describe music uh, to then describe wine and then do like a pairing, like an album with a bottle of wine. So that was always my move is like, I just wrote about the wine as if it was the album. uh, Mm -hmm. And then that way, hopefully people who didn't understand anything about wine, but were maybe into music could could Mm -hmm. kind of understand it. So I did come up with pairings out of, uh, off of fake nice for, for each of the wines that we have today. I love Uh, it. Okay, cool. So yeah, first one is, uh, in it to win. That's what white white rabbit is Uh in it to win. Okay. Um, yeah, my my uh, ideas behind that was that it's one it, of my favorite songs on the record. Oh, so I'm it's, very glad it was paired with. Yeah, this. it was <laughs> super addicting. I just yeah, I couldn't not include it essentially. <laughs> um, yeah, I just find that it has this like driving kind of quality to it. It's mm-hmm. not fast, but it's like one of these things that kind of has momentum, mm-hmm. where it's just it keeps you moving. Like there's slow songs where you can kind of just like not move, but this is one of those sort of like you know the BPMs are not high, but it just yeah. forces you to keep going. <laughs> um, what else did I say about this? It kind of like really settles into this groove. 
where it's just like, yeah, there's this kind of, it's got of, a pocket. It's, yeah, exactly. It's nice. yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's kind of how I feel about this is that it, it's, I don't know. It, it just has that momentum where it's just like, once you have one glass, you want to just like keep drinking it. I know, I'm like, it mine's empty. Of, it, and it, yeah, I was like, here, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you have parched. more. I need to have more spicy, spicy rabbit wine. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the other thing is that this particular song, like, kind of, I feel like it fits a different part of your vocal range for, mm-hmm. like, more of the track. It's, like, a little lower. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, this is a white wine with a little bit more bass. Like, normally I think yeah. white wine, I think very high tone. But this, because it has a little bit more body, some of those more bassy, spicy notes, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this song is, like, maybe a little more kind of spicy vocal track. A uh, little, little lower tone. So that was my. Uh, I just idea had a sip just that. to be like, yeah. huh? <laughs> totally. I like that. I think I could jam out to totally to that and have that's, a glass of this. So. That's so. I really like that. That is such a. That's a really cool way of approaching uh, talking about wine. Yeah. Because I was like yeah. just thinking about the track the whole time you were talking about it. And I was like, oh yeah, we're talking about the wine, and then I'm like. Yeah. I totally, I'm seeing what you're putting down here. I like it. Totally. And then, yeah, the last thing that I had on here was um, uh, the the Destroyer-like sax. uh, (laughs) That, like, reminds me so much of that Kaput album. Yeah. Uh, And I was just like, yeah, it has that sort of, uh, like, kind of, like, brassy kind of, like, tone to it just in the middle. Um, Just, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess that leads me to, to the next like series of conversations mm-hmm. uh you kind of have an all-star band mm. uh like everybody in your band is do. also in a other really good band yeah uh do, do you want to maybe introduce the band and i would love to yeah doing? so yeah yeah okay so let's start with talking about the destroyer like uh sax yeah that um if you watched my music video for it you'll notice uh a, a handsome gentleman uh playing the sax in a smoky Legion bathroom. <laughs> that is Nate Waters. <clears throat> he's an amazing, amazing musician. He actually, his role in my band is mainly guitar, but mm-hmm. he's always comes to play on the record. So he plays all the sax and all the horns yeah. on the right, flute, clarinet, all that. Um, he can pretty much play anything. Uh, he's a jazz musician as well. Uh, incredible. He has his own project called Eye of Newt, and he's played in many, many things over the years, and he plays in other people's bands too. He's actually in a jazz band with my trumpet teacher. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, David Lavois. Oh, uh, uh, I saw David last night. Yes. Amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So David teaches me trumpet. And so I often go see uh, him and Nate play at, uh, uh, what the heck is that place called? Uh, the kind of like underground cocktail bar. Oh, speakeasy. Betty Lou's. Betty Lou's. Yeah. yeah. Every Tuesday night, just so you know. Tuesday there. night. <laughs> go, uh, go see some jazz. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday nights there, and then he does Thursdays at Establishment Brewing. Mm, so totally. two different vibes, Yeah, but both depends on what kind of jazz time you want, yeah, I guess. Exactly. But, but yeah. David Lavois, Nate plays in David Lavois' band called Temps. Yeah, totally. And that's an awesome band. Super Very awesome. Very awesome band. Different vibe again. Totally different but vibe. But it's awesome. like, again, I, I, um, I was talking about this too, it's like, We've kind of all become like genre chameleons. Like, totally. It's like, you know, I think, you know, maybe a decade more than a decade. I feel like people were very, like, like staunch and like, I'm in this zone, this is who I am. But it's like, you know, it's like everything's a little bit country, everything's a little bit <laughs> jazz, everything's a little bit punk rock. And it's like, we're just playing everything. And it's like, my mom's like, 
yeah, it's like you kind of like everyone's like dressing up in cowboy hats and stuff, and then they're playing these like funky disco songs. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, exactly, totally. <laughs> like that's 2023, mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so okay, back to my band. So that's Nate, amazing, amazing guy. Check him out, whatever capacity you can. Also, just a total sweetheart, He's a little cutie patootie. His okay. nickname is Tater Tot. I will also say everyone in my band has a food nickname, so we'll start with Tater Tot. Uh, next up, <laughs> I have uh, uh, Brock Geiger, who is kind of been my auxiliary guy for the last few years where he's like, he's on like synth and samples and stuff, and he, like, he's a beautiful singer too, but he plays also in a ton of stuff. Um, he plays in Ruben and the Darkest Band, so he is touring quite a bit, so I don't always get to have him, but... <laughs> He is awesome too, and he just—I've heard it. No one else has, but um, in the, our, our fold. But he has a new solo record coming out because mm. we have a band called uh, Rally, and then um, he does the Ruben stuff. Uh, but now he's got this like one record that's just solely his own album, and it's really good. It's really, and he's been working on it for so long, like really putting a lot of effort to it. So check it. Wait for it. I think it's—he's going under Alexander for it. But keep an eye out for that. And then his food nickname is Brock, so I call him Broccoli or Broccoli Rob. Obvious. <laughs> and then next up, I got my bass player, who I also just Ben Ben Longman is a new kind of a new bass player for me. Mm. But they're so good, and they play in tons of stuff. Um, ben is also a songwriter, so they do their own tunes, and uh, they just released a single not too long ago of their new work. Um, also Ben plays, uh, also a ton of bands and Astro Swans. Um, mm. we actually were introduced to each other more playing music wise, more, I guess, formally over Folk Fest last year. And then I, I, po- I was playing with, uh, Astro Swans and I was like, I'm going to poach that bass player. <laughs> and I did. Um, but at that time, uh, yeah, so that's like my standing member is, um, Ben currently and, uh. Check it out, Ben Longman, Benjamin Longman. Um, so Ben's nickname is Eggs Benny, and I also just call them Eggs sometimes. So that's their new nickname is Eggs. <laughs> so good. And then the other, I just should I'd be remiss to not mention uh, Scott Monroe or Monty. Uh, he played bass and pretty much every. He's played on my all my records since the very first one, and has toured with me and. When I'm like, even though he lives in Montreal, when I'm out of a bass player, he'll happily jump in the tour and he's like, oh yeah, he's always down. Nice. <laughs> and he's very talented. He plays in uh, his band's Preoccupations and he's played in many, on many albums, plays in Marlena Moore's band too. And mm. Plays on pretty much everyone's record. You can't get, you can't not find Monty yeah. on a record pretty yeah. much. Um, but I don't have a nickname for Monty, but actually this could kind of, because I, Joke, this could tie in. So I have my drummer is Chris Dadge. Is this getting too long-winded about no, my this joke? Is, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm so used to like, I'm podcast interviews, you can kind of chill and talk, right? Yeah. I'm just used we to have like. infinite you're, time. You're like, they're like, come on, get to the point. <laughs> like, ah, but I love to just meander with the <laughs> Okay, so my drummer, um, uh, his name is Chris Dadge, and he's also been playing in the Sam Savage Smith band from its early days. Uh, was on the first record. I didn't know it was him and Monty. Lori Matheson's one that brought them in. I didn't know them. And then we actually just, after we recorded, 
we had Stadge to play drums in the band. And then, yeah, it just all kind of came from there. And then we all became pals and played in other bands together and whatnot. Okay. But Chris Stadge, also just a seriously, seriously amazing drummer. Uh, he's also a very multifaceted human, uh, can play a lot of things, is a songwriter too. Um, he is also a producer. We have uh, a basement studio. He goes under Childstone Studios, which mm. is just a really weird, it was just like, honestly, just a stoned moment where we thought, like we were talking about like Kid Rock's name should be Child Stone and then oh we just laughed God. hysterically and he's like I'm gonna call my studio Child Stone and then maybe over some time we're like maybe that wasn't the best idea but I think it's a great <laughs> but it's cute I think, I think it's, it's cute name. no one knows <laughs> no one knows it's actually Kid Rock but <laughs> yeah that's so sick I was like oh. um, so yeah and he's made and I mean just for the local Calgary community he's made so many so many different records with people at this point. So he's got, yeah, quite- it's easier to name bands that he hasn't been in. <laughs> right. And I think he's yeah. going to be playing in, sorry, uh, playing in eight bands during Slut Island. Oh, so yeah. you, you won't be able to swing a stick without uh, not seeing Chris Dadge on For stage. Sure. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And he plays in all sorts of projects. He plays in Chad Van Gillen's band. He plays in, Always, from time to time, he's the studio drummer for all the Always records. Mm. Um, and then, like, yeah, just an endless list of, like, he did my, him and I did our record together in our studio. So cool. it was produced by him and wow. I. So. Holy crap. Yeah, that was it's all. It's so well produced. It's so <laughs> We were very quite pleased with it. Yeah, like, it's, it's definitely, so good. yeah, over the years, yeah. it's like kind of just, you know, everything is just improving. Like, everything's evolving. So for sure. how it started, you know, it was just like lo-fi tape. Yeah, <laughs> recordings, and now I, they're with the in a band lab course, and that was just the whole ethos oh, yeah. was just like lo-fi tape, like I listen to those short janky recordings. Yeah. yeah, they're great tunes, right? But yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely so we we leveled up with uh, this last one though too. But and he's in like I've just he did some great work like you. Um, John Common, uh, that's one of my favorite albums he's done. Yeah, uh, he came down from Edmonton and the. The last one that John Calvin did is fantastic. It's so yeah, good, so. he lives in my friend's apartment building in oh, Edmonton, and every time I see him there, I freak out. Small world. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm always like in the elevator with him. I'm like, you don't know that I know who you are, and that I've seen you a lot. Oh my and goodness! Like, the next time you should just be like, "Hi, Jim." <laughs> yeah, totally. I also like, remember like sitting at a coffee shop in Edmonton, and next to me was like whoever did. Uh, his album art and it was like showing him for the first time like hey here's like the final album art and I was supposed to be working and literally the entire time I absolutely just eavesdropped just on eavesdropped. this entire <laughs> conversation that was happening oh next to me God. I'm like I'm getting a sneak oh peek oh my goodness <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell Jim that that's yeah, awesome <laughs> please, please do please do he's also just a, such a sweet human I love oh Jim. yeah I love Jim but yeah. yeah that album is incredible so I'm happy Jim's starting to play shows again he's so good yeah, yeah. so good so <laughs> good Funny, small world, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all this, like, weird interconnection where it's, I'm definitely not in the music scene in any way, shape, or form, but just from going to so many shows and... Well, you're in the music just, scene, then. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and befriending the shows, random people. Yeah, and, that's exactly it's, how it goes. Uh, yeah, it just magically happens. Yeah, you so. just gotta keep going to shows, and then you... That's what the community is, is people going out to see, uh, you know, going to see live music, and then that's how you meet everybody, and you start to see the same faces, and... You know, you could say you could go to, like, bigger cities like Toronto or Vancouver or whatever the case, but it's still the same. You know, it's like if you don't, ooh, 
We got a new one here. Got a new one. Oh, I should finish at um, yeah. Dadge's food name because his first name is Chris. His food name, but it's even better when Monty's in the band, but I call him Monte Cristo. So yeah. just so we got, <laughs> so we got <clears throat> Eggs Benny, yep. Broccoli Rob, Nader Tot, and Monte Cristo. <laughs> So good. But I also have you ever tried to like eat all these things in like one day, like as a, <laughs> as like, no, but like, I should. You should have like a potluck where like everybody has to bring their food. Uh, it would be a really good potluck. It sounds like a really good potluck. <laughs> oh, poor Brock, though. He's just bringing a pl- like a bowl of vegetables. <laughs> like, yeah, broccoli fun. and dip, maybe? Yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah broccoli you know. and dip. <laughs> Do a cheese sauce. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, what do we have here? All right, so next up, uh, this is from uh, Vignetti Tardis. Uh, these guys are in um, Campania, so in sort of south-central Italy, uh, right on the coast, basically surrounded by, um, like, a national park. Like, it's, it looks like one of the most beautiful places of all time. This is one of the producers that we signed during the pandemic, so we actually haven't gone over to visit them yet. Right. It's one of those sort of rare occurrences where... Uh, we try and visit literally every single winery we work with, but mm-hmm. um, this is one of the the few ones that we haven't gotten to go see. Um, and this is made from an indigenous grape variety uh, called Fiano. Um, Fiano has this sort of dual personality of being um, super ripe and and almost smelling like like alpine herbs and nuts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also because it's grown so close to the coast, I always get this almost like saline quality to it, almost like a saltiness. Um, for me, uh, drop was the uh, pairing for Ooh. this one. Um, it's almost like, like I'm also don't know very good wine words. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I actually got like a like when I was taking my first sip of like a waft of like kind of like campfire smoke, like Ooh, not but not cool. like smoke, like not like yeah, yeah. But it's like almost the incendi, wood, like yeah, like the wood totally. that was burned. But it's yeah. not burning anymore. You know, totally. it's like the next day after it's been rained on yeah. kind of thing. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> How romantic. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very, it's so different from the other one. It's really good. I don't think I've ever tasted a wine like this before. Yeah. This is delicious. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny that you said wafting because like that's one of the notes that I had here. As I'm just like this wine and that song kind of just like waft a very breezy um very gentle but saturated. This mm-hmm. is one of the things that I really like about this album too is that like, no matter how hard you listen, you can't pick apart everything that's happening at every any given moment. Like, I don't want to call it, like, white noise, but, like, whatever is happening on, like, synths and, like, brass happening, like, way, way, Where? way in the background. And you're just like, what is that? And it's all so, like, melodic, too. And it just kind of comes out as this, like, kind of, like, nicely saturated, very, like, yeah. kind of dense wall of sound. Yet at the same time, your vocals, like, cut through everything. And I'm like, I don't know how this is happening at all. It's a good uh, headphone listen. You yeah, know? it like, really, really is. Yeah, definitely. It's thick. Uh, it's a, it's it's so they're thick. thick recordings. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how I felt about this wine. It's oh. like, this is like a thick white wine. Like, it's got, it's got some oomph this- to it. It's got some density. It's almost, like, got this really nice... Um, like honeysuckle, chamomile. I was going to say it has like, kind of like a, I was going to say, maybe floral, but it's kind of herbally in some ways. Yeah, like totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're dead on. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was my pairing for this one. So. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, that's we so got, sweet. it's already sold out, unfortunately. So this is like just 
Man. Our last bottle, essentially. So it's just oh, I'm something, honored. <laughs> yeah, just something fun to drink. Like, oh, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's really cool. It also, it's like every sip you have, it kind of, it keeps uh, keeps uh, showing you something else. Totally. It's very cool wine, actually. This is awesome. Sorry, where, where is this again? Uh, from Italy, from Italy. Uh, the area of uh, Campania. Campania. Um, so, yeah, kind of south-central Italy. Cool. Yeah. Also, the label is awesome too yeah. all the labels on these wines you have here are amazing they're yeah they're uh each one of uh, vignetti tardis's wines are named after um a roman god that uh gave the names to the days of the week uh, oh okay yeah yeah so which god is this one uh <laughs> or is that a so god? <laughs> yeah oh my goodness he's, he's like feeling like a god that's yeah that guy's sure. definitely feeling he's like, like a god. sprawled out uh, naked the, under a blanket what's the guy with the uh the wings on his heels he's like the aries is that Aries? No. He, he's the one. All I know about gods is from the movie Hercules. Like, this, <laughs> no, is, this is, like, is the extent of my, my knowledge. Gosh, why can't I think of his name? He was like the super like cool guy with the little glasses and like bought right. people on the head with his like, little saver and <laughs> had, like, the, the flying one? shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy was awesome. The, uh, it's not Aries because Aries is the god of war, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> I thought Jupiter was the god of war. Okay, so it might be Aries then. Yeah, it could I be. Said, I, 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 yeah. Well, you know what? Anyways, we anyway. don't have we don't have to. We're not here to yeah. Yes, our knowledge <laughs> yeah. on uh, yeah. Greek and uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, we never claim Greek to be experts. We we know about bunnies. We know about <laughs> wine, and we know about music. These are the things. I will say there is there is a line in that Disney Hercules movie that I think is one of the funniest lines, and I still like think oh, yeah. and like you said it, and I just went through my brain. It's like the three witches. Yeah. And then they're like, they're talking about the future and like the little short witch lady, she's like, indoor plumbing, it's going to be big. <laughs> I know. It's like, There's so that, many quotable lines awesome. from it. Oh, it's so good. Just like watching yeah. that as an adult, like I didn't find that funny when I was a kid, but like. I, I thought it was funny when I was Oh, a I wasn't kid. that sophisticated apparently. Uh, I just like, since I saw it the first time, I think because me and my mom watched it together, we were just howling. We're like, hot. it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's so good, so funny. Oh, it's a good movie. Let's rewatch it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Hercules. I, Hercules. I feel like I do rewatch it like once every couple of years. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't just, think I've seen it. I don't know why. It's like it's definitely so nostalgic for me. That soundtrack is just ridiculous. It's kind of like really gospely, which makes absolutely no sense for. Uh, I don't even know if I can like, think of the soundtrack is for. Hercules. Oh, it's so good. I watched it. Zero to Hero. Great song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have to. I have to watch this again. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Maybe we'll do it tonight. Yeah. There you Saturday go. after all. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Just a big Saturday night. Big yeah. Saturday night. Oh, how was your show last night? By the way. Oh. I guess you played last night, right? Yes. Yeah. I played just a little. A little set. Um. Sorry, my my glasses. Are, played a little yeah. set. It was nice. Yeah. It's yeah. A, the At Idolize. Yeah, yeah. They're doing um. Adelaide is a great studio. I've done one of my music videos there and stuff. And they're doing all these like cute little night markets. Yeah. And they're just really fun. Like a lot of really cool vendors. I am having buyer's remorse this morning. Yeah. As we're all feeling the weight of inflation nowadays. Uh, but yes. I was like, should I bought that second pair of earrings? Oh, well, I did. I'm happy to support. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I just will skip. I'm going to skip lunch today. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm drinking lunch. We're, we're so just we're drinking. Liquid we're lunch. Having, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it was, yeah, awesome, awesome little market. 
It's like tarot readings and yeah, it's definitely nice. a very cool studio. It's fun to hang out. So totally. And then yeah, Heather Seitz, who like mm-hmm. has directed all my music videos and has done mostly awesome. all my photos. Totally awesome. Yeah. And she's like, just last week she's like, do you want to play some sets? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. definitely one of those other people where it's like I just fangirled over art for so long uh, that eventually I was just like, do you want to go for a coffee? Like I'd love to just pick your brain. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh, it a good time. She's so. yeah, she's got she's got quite the uh, portfolio. I totally. Say. Like all her work is phenomenal. Yeah. Check out Heather Seitz. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely hardest working woman in show business for Holy sure. Holy cow! Like, yeah. Oh gosh. She. Like, do you ever sleep even? No, like even how late we were like shutting down the studio last night and I know she had to be in a shoot this morning. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. I'm like, how you doing? She's like, I'm so tired. But I was like, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you got this. It'll be sweatpants and pizza in no time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's good. This is a lovely wine. Mike. It's so good. This I'm super cool. happy with this. You'll have to bring more. Yeah. Oh, we're going to try to for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, digressing back to sort of music things. Mm. Um, I totally forgot about music. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, like, like you're saying, seven years between last album and most recent album. Um, what does the like songwriting process look like for you? Is it really intentional, where you sit down with the intention of writing a song, or do you mm. sort of wait for inspiration? And then once you've sort of written the base of the song, how much influence does the rest of your band have on the way that it comes out in the end? I mm. guess. Um, that's a good question. I mean, it, I would say from the first record to this most recent one, it's actually, you've kind of asked all the questions of different ways, the approach of things have been all different for each one. So, Mm. um, I mean, for me, I mean, I write the songs again. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I just have, I'm usually one of those, like, I'll just, like, kind of, and it's even just, like, jamming and, like, in between, like, waiting to play the next song with the band. It's, like, you start, like, fiddling around and making up new riffs or, like, find some chord transitions that sound cool or something, Mm. right? And it's usually just, like, it always starts from those little seeds and then it's, like... Totally. And, like, some people, yeah, like, I don't know. It's a hard question. I don't know if, like, sometimes (laughs) it's intentional and Mm -hmm. then sometimes it's just... You know, it's like, I feel like doing this right now. Like, I get, I'm definitely, like, a weird, I, like, I can stay up so late, and I regret it every day (laughs) when I do. But that is usually when I've written any of my songs in its entirety in one sitting, is that if it's, like, between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m. Yeah. And it's, like, like, so most of those, um, and, you know, it's just, like, Like, some of the songs of the record were, like, super brand new. Some I had, like, kind of half-baked for a little while, never wrote lyrics to or something, Mm. just kind of had a melody in my head. So baking the record just kind of, like, put the fire under my butt to be like, well, you should write lyrics to these songs. Yeah. Like, that would be a good idea, I think, instead of just not, like, mumbling gibberish to everything or just being like, meow, 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 meow. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think for now I'm finding as I'm, you know, when I was younger and in my, in my 20s and, you know, there wasn't streaming services for, like, Netflix and stuff. So I had a lot more time to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would just sit around and always just be writing songs. But, I mean, as you get older and work yeah. and life, it's hard to just commit time to making that's why i'm always i salute every type of artist when you're 
whatever you are, it's like you really do have to, it, it takes effort to make sure that you stay in those zones and then you keep totally. producing work because it is so easy not to. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I play guitar probably for like half an hour a day. Yeah. I write, I write, That's good. One, I write one song a year, probably. <laughs> like, I just, I play all the time and I never, never learn anything new because yeah. unless you're like trying to do it intentionally, it, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't always happen, at least not for me. Well, that's what I mean. Like if I, if I feel like I'm being put under, like, like I'm going to sit down and write a song right yeah. now. I never will have a song. Like, it's yeah. like, it's always just like going to dick around the guitar. I always find the best rule is like, just teach yourself a cover or something. And totally. Then learn I've a just cover. gotten into that. Yeah. Like, and then you just yeah. like playing the, and then you're just like focusing on learning the cover. And then it like also just kind of opens up your, your creative muscles in a way. Cause For then sure. you're just like, like, Oh, these chords. And then, and because it's just, you have the guitar in your hands or whatever, like whatever yeah. you're playing, you're like, Oh, Oh, this sounds cool. And then, you know, if you're kind of like, you know, ADHD, like most people in the world now is yeah. like myself or whomever I don't even know but I'm like oh my attention has gone over here and I was like oh I just wrote a song cool and I was like ah still didn't learn that cover though yeah totally <laughs> so it's like you kind of have to trick yourself I think ah, <laughs> that's work. the method well I gotta trick myself anyway but yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> but I mean as of now it's like I do have to I have to set aside time to mm-hmm. do it like I mean <clears throat> And just how I, like, I can't, I need a very, I need to be in a very secluded private space. Like, I don't, I can't have other people, like, in the house bustling. Yeah. I'm distracted by my home now. Like, I love my house, but it's like, I'm like, ah, oh, gardening, my rabbits. Oh, yeah. there's bands coming in and out. And, like, cool bands jamming or recording. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to literally get out of town. Like, I have to remove yeah. myself to write a record. So I already have a plan. I'm going to Montreal and I'm going to go. Yeah. I think that's the only way I can do it. I mean, I have, I have the seeds of like, I have those seeds, right. But I can't just sit and like complete them. So like, I mean, that's the reality. It takes time. And there's so many steps to the process of making an album. So I'm always, I always have deep admiration and jealousy for those like, Mark, Mac DeMarco just released a record of 199 songs. What? (laughs) It's like, you asshole. <laughs> now you're just showing off. Ah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, I'm like, I haven't listened to, I've listened to a couple of songs on it, but I'm like, how, they have like, there's no way they can all be like good. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe they are. I'm like, I'll be really I mad feel like if that's they all like, are. Uh, is it uh, Devendra, um, Devendra Benhart? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, same sort of vibe, just like, can just pump out music, like it's going out of style in just, every style you can possibly right? imagine. Like, oh, here's a little flamenco tune that I wrote. Yeah. Like, What's so <laughs> prolific? And yeah. it's like, oh my God. I'm like, I just can't, I can't do it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so envious of it. But yeah, so um, I will never be releasing a 199 song record. <laughs> not, not, gonna, not gonna happen. <laughs> nor that, nor do I think it should ever happen again in yeah, my opinion. <laughs> for sure. What is your like song editing process? Like, like how much of it, uh, how many, okay, how do I phrase this? Uh, what percentage of songs that you've written actually end up on albums in the end? And uh, when you are going to take a song that you do really love and put it on the album, what is sort of the process of like getting it ready to be like, I'm going to have to live with it being this way forever kind of vibe. Right. Well, that actually came up on this last record. There was a, a couple tunes. I was pretty stoked on them. And then by the time we got to like kind of the final mixes and did everything, I was like, 
this isn't going on the record. This yeah. is not making the cut. And then, you know, a lot of pushback because, like, you know, dad and friends, everyone's who, like, put in time to work on it. They're like, come on, it's great. And I was like, no. No. It's just not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. It's just not making the cut. Yeah. So that's actually the first time I've ever done that and been able to do that wow. or let cool. myself do yeah. that because, like, I think there is that sort of, like, you know, you get so, by the time you've, like, recorded something, you're down and mixing, you become so far removed from the tune itself, and then mm-hmm. you're actually kind of listening to it with objective ears once again, you know? You're like, oh, okay. And, yeah, and then you're like, oh, maybe other people would really enjoy this, but it's like, I think I will hate myself if I release this. Like, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I'm like, right now, I think it's it the best It can always call. go on a later album, too. Yeah. If you do decide that you like it, if you're like, you know what, I was wrong about that. It actually is a really great track. Or just this one thing needs to be tweaked to make it a really great track. Yeah. It's still there. It's there. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's, in, we either, it's in the yeah. hard drive, everyone. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> when I'm dead, you can play it at my funeral. It's all good. <laughs> you can play all the songs that I refuse to show oh, people. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> the most embarrassing funeral ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, um <clears throat> Do you ever listen to your early stuff and you're just like, oh my goodness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh it's, my god. It's it's like, yeah, I mean nice. I've had uh I mean my first record is so funny. I used to have um I've gone through so many feelings about my first album where I've like again it was like I was so green and I didn't have like a ton of like agency over like the decisions make, being made as I didn't know even how to make those decisions. I just was kind of going along with the process and just sort of figuring things out. Um, and, you know, and it's like times where I'm like, oh, I know, like I didn't even, I refuse to listen to it. I would never want to play another song off that record again. Everyone's like, I love that record. It got me through a breakup. Or, oh, yeah. That doesn't like, mean so much to people. And I was like, ah, screw that album. But then now I've been this like, I revisited it because I wanted to like pull some songs out for this um, special show we did at Knox United like last month. And I was mm. like, I want to do some songs of Tough Cookie again and Fine Lines and Fake Nice because we never play them and get the band to learn them. And it was like, I listened to the album. I was like, this is actually pretty awesome. I'm like now, like how many years later, 12 totally. years later, I'm just like. It's not bad, young yeah. Sam. Not bad. You've done good. Totally. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely evolved and, like, my taste has changed and how I write songs have changed. But, yeah, it's just, like, it was, like, it was, like, now let's do it because it's just, like, a past version of myself, you know? But it's, yeah. like, wow, it's, like, it is very intimate and very honest. I'm, like, For oh. sure. I'm, like, dude, <laughs> you didn't think anyone was going to hear these, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. And then lo and behold. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I was in a ska band growing up oh, for a lot of years. Uh, I'm sorry. So uh, <laughs> those videos are still on the internet. So it's, uh, luckily it was like pre-Spotify, so they, they never made it to Spotify. So it's, it's not like my friends are just like streaming them to spite me, but uh, they are out there for that sure. Is, yeah, that is something you just like don't say on a first date. So I was in a ska band. Oh, absolutely <laughs> the not. not to say. Yeah. Or in an interview. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. It's not on the resume. I Put can the resume at the bottom of the yeah. <laughs> It was good times. It, it, the one thing that I will say for it is like, A, people who go to ska shows, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that part was really great. And then G's good. Yeah. And then B, you get to open for a lot of bands that are like way out of your league because you're the only thing that fits into that category. Like we opened for like Bedouin Sound Clash because they're, oh, really? they're just like, eh, this is like kind of in that vibe or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, and like leftover crack and like stuff like that. You're just like, how did we fit into both these categories? Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was. Uh, so so you, there, you found you found your yeah. a niche a niche bucket Absolutely, there. <laughs> yeah. And we had a good time doing it. No, that's fun. So, I mean, I was yeah. in pretty. I have. Uh, I definitely was in a. I I was in this band in high school that it was a bunch of my drama nerd friends created, and they just told me, Sam, we signed up for a battle of the bands. None of us know how to play an instrument. Can you help? Oh, <laughs> and no. I was like. Hmm. Yes. So it ended up being two ba- like one stand-up bass, Fanic, and the guy on electric bass, the guy in band, and then there's this older dude that wasn't even in high school that joined the band. Holy shit. And then it was my other friend, um, uh, she just played the washboard. Great. And then our other German friend, we him and I switched, he played sax, and I played, but he played drums the most songs, or I played drums. And guitar and synthesizer, and then the the other the valedictorian uh, was lead singer, and then oh, we'd perfect. all wear like we'd wear slips, red lipstick and pearls, barefoot, and then wear like stick on mustaches. Awesome! <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds very uh, artsy. It was. <laughs> Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. But I don't even like it would all it would all just spawn from like we're just gonna do battle of bands and then. We do this battle of the bands and it was so ridiculous. It was the most silly thing we ever did. And we practiced so much and we had no songs. We just made these, we'd write the lyrics in like English or social studies class. Like we had, we wrote this one song called Fashionable Fascist and we wrote it during social (laughs) studies, passing notes and just like filling out lyrics. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So yeah, those days were good. And then we ended up playing like all ages shows. For a few times, and we was like, "Oh yeah, this is the most ridiculous." I was like, this "What was is- this band called?" I I refuse to say the band name. It was too embarrassing. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I actually the thing is I can't even give it away because so Chris Dad, she was my partner. We've been together for eleven years. Yeah, and I still haven't told him what the name of the band is. Wow! And he keeps asking, so I couldn't give it away. Totally. Like, yeah, it just, can't t- just be public. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like. Like I'm gonna write it like I'm gonna put it in a box and write a piece of paper so when I die you can just open this box and like Absolutely. Oh he's like oh Yeah, we'll listen to that unreleased track and uh, yeah. right. <laughs> and read out yeah. your earliest band name. Oh my god. But yeah. it was fun though. It was good. It was um <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Again, in some in some ways I miss the simplicity of writing music in those early days mm-hmm. where you know. I'm a fashionable fascist covered in mustaches. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the Gestapo and get some gelato. (laughs) It's great. Right? It's great. Oh, my goodness. Good, good words. I know all these people are extremely successful, talented. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like career career women. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) In the creative arts. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was like, I just outed you and you're... Buddy, high school band. <laughs> if you weren't weird in high school, it's like, what were you really doing anyway? So yeah. Uh, if you weren't weird in high school, you we wouldn't be 
this wouldn't be a thing. No. Music wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> Art wouldn't be a thing. Totally. Probably wine wouldn't be a thing. Probably wine wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you got to be a weirdo to be a winemaker. Absolutely. And I have yet to be a normal winemaker. Yeah, so it's, that's uh, the way you should yeah. stay. <laughs> it's a thing. This is very nice. What are yeah. you drinking now? So our last wine today, um, this is from Louis-Anton Lut. Um, he is making wine in Chile in Ooh. the Mole Valley. Um, so sort of getting closer to the southern part of Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, his really big thing is that he goes around to all these tiny villages and looks for uh, incredibly old vines. Vines can live for an extraordinary period of time. Um, the vines used... Uh, so for this wine, the vines are all between 200 and 300 years old. Holy uh, Your average vine, like, will live sort of... 40, 50, mm-hmm. 60 years. Like usually people rip them out a lot earlier though, because they don't, they're not as productive when they're that old. Yeah. Um, but the quality of fruit from those older vines is, is really special. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but it's like, this has been farmed without irrigation, without pesticides and herbicides, just like totally out on its own for mm-hmm. that super long period of time. And this is also um, made from a grape variety called Pai. Um, Pai, also sometimes known as the Mission Grape Variety, is actually the first grape variety that made its way from Europe um, to the Americas. Mm. Uh, and so it's kind of fallen out of fashion um, because it makes lighter colored wines. Uh, and people are just really obsessed with wines being dark for no apparent reason. Uh, yeah, boo. boo. Uh, <laughs> and so... You know, there's still all these really ancient plantings that we can get really excited about. And so, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is their latest take on uh, Pipeno. Pipeno is like the name of the size of the barrel that it was aged in, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Super tasty. Like bright, fresh, tangy. I was going to say, it yeah. has like, it has that, it tricks your tongue thinking it's a little bit carbonated, but it's not. Totally. It's like, yeah, almost <laughs> like prickly. Yeah. Um, prickly. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did I use as a, oh yeah. Um, this is, do you want to guess which, which uh, song of the album is, this is? Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Can I make two guesses? Yeah, absolutely. Cause, okay. Uh, I'm going to say either Spun Out or Siren. No, neither. Oh, different. Yeah. Different? Uh, different. Yeah. Ah, okay. No. I was like. No, no, th- this is, sorry, different from those two. Because <laughs> there's a song sorry. called Different. There's a song called Different. Okay, so I didn't get any of them. Uh, it's uh, Escalin. Es- Escalin? Es- es- oh. Escalin? Es- es- Eggs all in. Eggs all uh, in. No, no, it's not even that. It's ESGG Allen. <laughs> I have no idea. Nobody knows. It's okay. It's a really bad. It's just a really silly play on words because there's GG Allen and then there's the band ESG. Oh, yeah. And then we, like, this bass line oh that goodness. I wrote reminded me of an ESG bass line. And then we were just totally. like, and then we just called it ESTG Allen. And oh, like, my God. I, so was like, Esalen, I was like, is this like a designer drug I like, that I don't know I'm about? Like, are we sure we're talking about the same record right now? We're pretty, pretty sure. <laughs> no, so um, my, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I got to figure this is awesome. So uh, there's a Calgary hip hop artist called T Fanny. Okay. So after like I released this record, but I was like, you know, this like I I would love to just like for this to go further than just like an instrumental track. Yeah. Because it's yeah, it's I think it's a cool vibe. But um, so me and T Fanny met like met at a Sled Island gig, and then 
we've just been messing. And now we're like pals and stuff. But yeah. she's like, she at that point too was like kind of too intimidated to ask like actually what the mm. song name was. Like, so she just always <laughs> called it Eggs All In. That's so sick. <laughs> she's like, yeah, Eggs All In. <laughs> That's a little closer than where I was, I would say. And I was like, eggs all in. So, yeah, Escalin, eggs all in, ESGGL in, whatever. Choose your own adventure with these weird pairing of uh, letters we put together, which is really, we're just making a terrible joke in the middle of the I love it. I love it so good. Eggs all in. Okay, now I have to have a sip. And... uh... End of part one.